everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from beautiful springtime in Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And uh, coming up today on this five-star podcast, Dan. <laughs> we did. We made it. We made it back to five. Yeah, we had lost half a star, you yeah, guys. Everybody, just so you know, you are listening to a five-star podcast oh we were a five-star podcast for years and years and then we like dropped a star and, and we were only a four and a half star podcast you and i were both yeah we dropped half a star and you and i were both kind of pretty butthurt about it on <laughs> <laughs> we're only talking about itunes here but yeah uh, thank you all of you who have given us a five-star review yeah it's uh, for the rest of, for those of you who haven't bothered might not be a bad thing because here's the thing uh we get Christians all the time yeah. who come on and just rate us of one star, yeah. and they don't even listen to the show. No, of course not. They're and just even like, if they, they see the word did, atheist. they wouldn't like it, right? No. <laughs> well, anyway. They, anyway. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, coming up on the show, um, we are going to be talking about, in the second half of the show, about um, sort of what happens to somebody when uh, their beliefs, their religious beliefs, um, become part of their identity, you know. Yeah, so. it's it's the idea of uh, there's there's things that you believe, and then there's something that you are. Yeah, and uh, and those yeah. have very different implications, and uh, and I think psychologically, we got a lot of people who are mm. not mm. who don't believe, but they are. So yeah, we'll talk okay. about that. All right. Uh, but before we do, Dan, yeah. um, I believe this is a name that's come up before. I, his picture looks familiar, and I kind of looked up his story. His name, I, I know we've done some stories on him. Uh, he's uh, Representative Matt Shea. He's a, uh, let's see, he'd be a Washington uh, state uh, legislator from Spokane oh, okay. Valley. Um, he, he, I, I had to look him up on Wikipedia real quick. He was an organizer, uh, behind, um, one of the Bundy standoffs, the one in, in Nevada. Oh, yes. So he's, he's, he's one of those. He's like this ultra guy. right wing guy. Yeah, exactly. I totally uh, remember this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, he, um, w was at a protest out at the, uh, Washington state Capitol. Sure. Uh, that was that actually happened right on the heels of another protest, which um, was uh, uh, done by the uh, Satanic Temple of Washington. Yay! Um, and uh, so you know they were there. They were wearing their black hood, you know, hoods, um, yes. hooded robe, you know, things, um, and they marched through and around the, you know, the building and everything. And um, and that, of course, would ruffle the feathers of crazy Christians, right? Yeah, and that's the point. That it is the point. Well, uh, Mr. Shea uh, knew that the 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 steps had been of the Capitol had been sullied, and they oh. needed they needed to be cleansed of whatever uh <laughs> the the satan the satanic temple people had had sort of left behind the 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 
the the, <laughs> the or the the dog shit aura on the bottom of their shoes, whatever. Does um, does Lysol create a uh, a Satan remover of any kind? No, but apparently, as any good Christian would would think, you know, olive oil, oh. olive oil would cleanse the steps. Right? Oh, he's he's anointing the steps. He anointed the steps <laughs> of the Capitol. Now, initially, uh, he arrived and he pulled out his olive oil, and somebody at the uh, Capitol grounds on the Capitol grounds staff uh, saw it and confiscated it. He was. They were just like, "No, no, <laughs> we know what you're going to do with this, and no, right?" Representative Shea, that's a bad representative. So no. He- <laughs> so he slipped no. away back to his office came back with another vial of olive oil you can't stop a dedicated christian from doing something stupid <laughs> and successfully smeared it all over the steps um and he, uh he basically created us an oil slick on stairs yeah well and you know this is a state capital so these these stairs are marble yeah and what does marble like to do with like oils and that kind of stuff it's a porous especially the kind of marble that's going to be on on the granite marble that's going to be on the the steps here it's a little porous right yeah so it's going to absorb the oil it's going to mark the steps yeah right yeah marble is notoriously rough uh you got to take care of it in very specific ways if and if you have a marble countertop in your kitchen Forget right. about it. You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Uh, which is why everybody just get quartz. You'll save some money. <laughs> it totally. Looks good, no, right? I'm on board. I I'm with you on that. <laughs> but anyway, I have, back... <laughs> I have a marble surround in my in my personal shower, my downstairs, oh. my my shower, and it's yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. But you can't clean it with any of the cleaning product. You have to buy special cleaning products to clean it. What's the point? It's crazy. It's anyway. gorgeous, but you know, I got yeah. I, I have a yeah. wife that's an interior designer. I'm not allowed to complain about stuff like that. Anyway, well, you just did. So there you go. <laughs> no, so um, the uh, Capitol grounds maintenance people, they had to clean this up, and yeah. so they have sent uh, Matt Shea uh, a bill for forty seven hundred dollars. And uh, and even uh, with their scrubbing, well, because of the scrubbing, uh, actually the uh, the the it the, the steps are a lighter color uh, than their surrounding uh, steps yeah. and 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 marble I'm, and everything. I'm uh, sure they are. And so they're you know they're miffed. They're they're miffed. He actually vandalized uh, yeah. the the state capitol with some olive oil. Oh, um, that takes. A I real, hope those satanic re- temple people go back all the time now <laughs> oh my god they need to just hang out there they need to like be rubbing their bums all over different parts of the floor i know it's pretty just amazing. right outside the door of his office just touch <laughs> everything get in there satanic temples oh, you know so i good. recently watched the the uh hail satan the the satanic temple documentary mm-hmm. uh, which i had never seen yet oh okay and I watched it recently, and it's very, it's very cute, and uh, I, I like it. I, I was actually disappointed because it didn't present uh, their arguments as well as they have presented their arguments mm. to me. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, 
you know, they, they highlighted the after school Satan program, but didn't actually discuss why it exists, uh, which I thought was a, 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 a stupid thing for the film to do. Anywho, uh, the person that uh, my, my friend that I was, uh, that was also watching it with me, uh, over, over zoom, uh, we were watching it together and, uh, and my friend was like, why are they doing all these theatrics with the, the costumes and all this stuff? I just, it makes them look so freaky. Why, why can't they just be like, show people that they're normal average everyday people. And I was like, no, 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 <laughs> it only works if they're freaky. Right. Yeah. Like the whole game is up. If people are just like, Oh, those are just normal people. Right. They well, have yeah. to be doing good and being good people. Scarily. Yeah. Well, they're in order not, for it to work. They're not, really satanists well there's they, I, right you know what there's there's something to the they they would say they are really satanists they just don't but believe they don't in satan. believe in satan right okay Correct. that's that's okay they don't believe in satan but they take they take satan as their as their sort of uh as as their mythical figurehead right as, as a as you know as the original dissenter against authoritarian rule sort of thing it's brilliant. It's brilliant. There you are. They are great. I actually think that they are amazing. It's an amazing organization. They've done some good work. God bless them. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to move on to Australia. Now, here's the thing. Australia is apparently a real country uh, with uh, <laughs> real people in it. Really? I was yeah. about to go find out for myself, but then uh, Corona came up. So I'm still you suspicious. Can... Yeah, it's true. You were. Uh, you would be there I, I think like the, right now. I think the or virus no, came been... up a little too... Uh, the timing was a little too convenient. I'm just going right? to say Right? Yeah. Right? I have anyway, yet to be convinced. Uh, uh, we, I, this story was sent in to us by a, 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 an astute Aussie listener. Okay. Uh, apparently, here's the thing. America, America is also a country, and we export stuff all over the world, and Ugh. not all of the stuff that we export is good. Uh, and one of the things that we have exp apparently exported is the Genesis 2 Church of Healing, uh, sorry, Church of Health and Healing, oh. which uh, that's G2C for short. <laughs> uh, they're a Florida-based uh, church. I'm going to say church in quotation mark. Let's let's put some scare quotes around that church cuz really <laughs> all they are is a poison uh for sale company. Cuz what they do is they sell a bleach-based miracle drink sacrament that they that they claim will cure you of any number of things. Including, you won't be surprised to learn, COVID-19. Now, in the mm. United States, this has earned them some very stern talkings to and some <laughs> uh, eager uh, slaps on the wrist and nothing else. But apparently, Australia actually, like, cares about their people more than they care about, like, you know idiotic religions being allowed to idiotic so uh in australia the same church was doing the same bullshit and got fined a hundred and fifty thousand dollars nice wow so, yeah Whoa, yeah for a you little, for a little group like here. this i'm guessing that that's uh <laughs> 
an untenable amount. Yeah, and you could not do that here. <laughs> you could not. It's crazy. Like, Why we should like, be able to do that? We here. should be. I love that that Australia has done this. I wish we could do that here. You could not do that here. You could yeah. start doing it. Oh, just, people, the uprising, the the angrier, uh, the. The everybody would be up in the lab. It would just fucking suck. Ugh. The, the, America's culture. You know, I saw, I saw a a tweet thread that was uh, about the uh, the killing of of Ahmad. What's mm. his name? Mm-hmm. Uh, and anyway, it it ended with a with with a sentence that I'm going to paraphrase and butcher, but it was something like, "I am horrified by the ghastly." character of my country something like that yeah uh which i totally identified with other than the fact that he claimed that our country had a culture which it doesn't seem to have it just seems to just (laughs) be a gelatinous blob of uck (laughs) that's that is our culture yeah that's it so Good job, Aussies. Way, yeah. way to go down there. Uh, sorry we can't come and visit you anytime soon, but just know that we're uh, we're proud of you. Yeah. Mm. All right, Dan. Yeah. Well, coronavirus, it just keeps causing problems, Dan. It keeps corona-ing. It's just, oh, my God. The, ne- the, the latest uh, news to come out about a victim of uh, coronavirus – uh, the Vatican coffers apparently ah. um, have uh, they don't have they don't have any money. Um, oh, the, the 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 they're 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 going to go into deficit uh, because uh, and it makes sense. It's a it's a, it's a religion, right? And uh, really? they would normally be relying on uh, donations, you know, at at at, at services. You know, sure. um, and that money is absolutely not coming in. Um, and but also, Dan, mm-hmm. their cash cow, the Vatican museums, <laughs> which bring in yeah. which bring in a hundred million dollars a year for the Vatican. Whoa. Uh, Whoa. It, and it is the great uh, balancer of the, the Vatican's budget essentially because it, sure. this this article goes into a, a, a little bit of detail about um not much detail but a little sneak peek into how the uh finances of the Roman Catholic Church work uh there are two budgets there's the budget of the government of the Catholic Church the holy see right the actual sure. uh sovereign entity recognized internationally right as yeah. as as its own state, right? Um, and that um, that obviously its expenses include all basically any kind of government administration and 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 the embassies that they they operate throughout the world in order to you know maintain relationships with with foreign states, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and the income from from that that supports the Holy See. Uh, includes real estate holdings and investments and then contributions from uh, Peter's Pence, which is, I guess, mm-hmm. you're familiar with, yeah? 
Yeah, it's it's their it's a charitable. Yeah, the, theoretic, which we've talked about because yeah. uh, they've invested it in like real estate holdings and stuff. Yeah, they've <laughs> exactly, and they've also had to like it's not it's supposed to just be for charitable purposes but they also kind of use it to prop up the state right yeah um and then uh, the other budget is specifically for the vatican city right and that's um the 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 this the the, the their income comes from uh the vatican museums and uh yeah and it, it the that is like their main source and because it is so much money that's coming in they transfer money from that one budget to the other budget and right. prop up the whole thing right well now they don't have that money coming in they know that like even once governments start to uh open up um and ease restrictions uh tourism is not just gonna turn back on you know, it's not going to be like a light switch. Um, and they're even going to have to do social distancing and have fewer, because you know, you've been to the Vatican museums, right, Dan? Uh, I have not. I've never oh. been to Rome. Oh. I've been, I've been to But you can Italy, imagine but... a major European capital city oh, uh, yeah. museum and how packed it would be, right? Of course. Well, that's, of course, how the Vatican museums are. And, um, and so they're... They can't let people be in there like packed <laughs> sardines anymore, right? Right. And so they're they're just they're just they're screwed. Um yeah. and uh it has people at the Vatican really, really, really nervous. Um because um they don't know where uh where they're gonna be getting any money. Because they where also the have like, they have all these from. real estate holdings and they're they're apparently like uh, reducing rents they have all these like commercial like holdings throughout the city of rome and they're yeah. they're just like slashing rents and so there's less money coming in that way and there's like this quote from um the he's uh higher up at the vatican father um augusto zampini um he says i don't think we are in a, a, a different situation than anybody else <laughs> <laughs> No, it's exactly no, like said, everybody else. Yeah. He said as he, as, and then he hung up his full <laughs> his golden phone and <laughs> sat down on a Prado yeah, Prado exactly. cushion. Amazing. Oh, so uh, amazing. well, he's going to be calling uh, the Mormons pretty soon to just mm. be like, "Hey, how do you guys do your budgets? Can we can we swap, <laughs> can we talk shop a little bit?" Yeah, no kidding. Oh my God. Well, you know. It's uh, it's tough all over. It it's bad in the Holy See, but uh, I can tell you where things are are finally looking up, mm. where things are a little bit brighter. Oh yeah. Uh, you and I have been to Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Oh yeah, land of fun town. The great passion play, mm -hmm. play, yeah. play, play, play. <laughs> uh, which we went to see after visiting their really sad little holy land ex experience oh, that was fun uh, which though. i get the sense it's better now but not now but soon but not soon but when anyway <laughs> uh here's the deal i got an email from them i'm on their email list because i was the one who uh who got our tickets i think for the, oh okay the yeah back back when we went uh low those 
seven-ish years ago, something About like that. About that, yeah. And uh, uh, on our on our little road trip through the South, and we we sat in an auditorium. I want you to describe uh, the auditorium of the Great Passion Play because it's not fucking around. Well, I, I would say that it is an amphitheater. Yes, because it's outdoors. Yeah. Auditorium right? is, is a bad word. Yeah, yeah. it's outdoor. Um, and 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 amphitheater, I think, also gives sort of the impression of a very large theatrical experience, right? Um, and yeah, so like you 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 have your ticket, you go in, and it's very steeply raked seating, right? You walk, yeah. you have to walk down these very steep steps, and I don't know how many how many people do you think that thing seats? It's got to be. In the 2000, 3000, maybe more yeah. even because it's, I mean, it's, it is quite big. You and got, then, and you, here's what you got to picture it's wide, it's yeah. long, you know, there's a lot going up, it's stadium yeah. style seating, and it's, and it's quite wide yeah. for a, an amphitheater. Yeah. And I also remember it being stadium, like cheap high school stadium seating, right? Yeah. It wasn't, was it, was it actual seats with full downs or was it like benches? I remember being cheap. Uh, I can't remember. It, it's 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 got fold down. It's got was fold it down fold down? Seats. Okay. Yeah, you anyway. got you got backs on the seats. Okay. All right. Uh, anyway, and before you is this entire scene. It, 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 it's it's the, the small si- town. It's the city of Jerusalem, <laughs> all built out in front of you, um, and yeah, and they perform this pre-recorded. The audio is pre-recorded, but they get out there and then they pantomime. The whole thing and gesticulate yeah. wildly, you know, yeah. to, to, to so you say, hey, audio... look at me. Look, I'm the one talking, you know, right. literal, literal histrionics, right? It's so, amazing. Yeah. And and yeah, and and they've got hundreds of cast members running through this thing and mm-hmm. and camels and whatever. They they've really uh they've really cultivated quite the show. And yeah, yeah like you say, audio playback the whole way through <laughs> nobody's actually none of the actual actors are that we're seeing are talking the best moment of all I, I i'm sure you'll back me up on this is when christ is hoisted up onto the cross mm-hmm. and and that's behind the rest of the set way up high so it it it's so far away from us by this point <laughs> it feels like it's in a different theater yeah and then you know, bright spotlights on Christ and the two other guys, you know, the two thieves being crucified next to him. Mm-hmm. And it comes time for one of the thieves to ask something, a question of, of Christ. Uh, and this thief who is crucified on a cross starts frantically flapping his arms so that we know that he's the one that's talking. <laughs> and it looks like he's trying to fly away. Uh, it was the most funny thing. I was delightful. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Well, uh, let me tell you something. Uh-oh. Theater. I, I'm a theater person. I'm a theater professional. Mm. I act in plays. Uh, all the theaters are closed right now. You can't do a show. You can't oh, do a yeah. play. Right. No. Yeah. Uh, in a pandemic. But the good news is they're reopening at the end of May. In in a, <laughs> in a week and a half, they're no. going to be reopening their play and uh we'll all uh, every every idiot who wants to can go and expose themselves to that's, that it's too now, soon they say that they're going to be uh modifying how many people can come in and you know in a four thousand seat house you could you know if 
couple hundred people are in there, they can they can probably space themselves fairly safely. But you know who can't space themselves safely? Actors. Oh no. Or yeah. what I'll call actors. Uh, <laughs> I I hesitate to use that term. But anyway, like I said, cast of hundreds. It's not good. I it yeah. So anyway, I just uh, I got that email and I just wanted to talk about it because I think yeah. it's both funny and tragic and awful and stupid. Uh, yeah. And guess what, kids? People come from s- surrounding states, from all around, from all to over. watch yeah. this thing. Mm-hmm. So even if Eureka Springs, Arkansas, is not a hotbed of COVID nineteen, guess where it is? Somewhere where somebody's from. Yeah. No, that, and they're coming. That thing's a bad idea. <gasps> it is such a bad idea. Oh. I can't. I I can't even believe they're doing it. By the way, I was I was combing their uh, website to try and find out if they're also still doing. Because here's the thing: on their uh, their schedule, it doesn't just say that the play is happening. On the schedule, it says. Oh wait, let me find it. On the calendar, the day that it opens, it's play. Holy Land tour, dinner, and events. Um, that dinner is a buffet. Oh God! And I can't find anything that says that the buffet will not be open. So, (gasps) it's good ideas all the way around, kids. The sneeze guard can protect you. You'll be just fine. Oh my God, (laughs) that is terrifying to me they they do also have a uh a resource which is other restaurants in the area and it lists uh one cafe that i think we went to okay and then also subway and mcdonald's so there you go (laughs) that's uh, that's what's available for you oh eureka springs Springs. it's such a cute little town it was a cute little town. i like eureka springs and and And, like crazily we went to that cafe and got sat next to this uh cute older gay couple yeah and they were from like like silicon valley or something yeah, yeah, yeah and they had they had just left the bay area to come and be in eureka springs to, arkansas to retire like, what, what are you doing yeah <laughs> and they were like oh no no it's super gay friendly here and we were like that cannot be true yeah except that- like when we walked in you will recall the the hostess slash owner had a twinkle on her eye. She, we, oh, we, yeah. she was like, "Oh, we don't have anything right now," and we're like, "We don't oh. have any tables. It's going to be an hour." Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh then... god! And she goes, "Well, actually, if you wouldn't mind s- sitting at a, a table with some other people," and we're like, <laughs> "Yeah, okay, yeah, that's fine." And Let me total next twinker, to my friends. twinkle in her eye, right? Yeah, and she's just she thought that she had our number, right? Yeah, she had us <laughs> pegged totally as a gay couple, <laughs> and these two guys, and they thought we were too. <laughs> yeah, they did, and I don't think we did anything to disabuse them of that no, that idea. Yeah, but anyway, because why? But it was very funny because yeah. yeah, they were like, "Oh no, it's super gay friendly here," and we were like, "There's a giant stat, like hideous statue of Jesus right there. What are you talking about?" <laughs> but yeah. they claim it was. They claim that other than the 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 great passion play, it's uh it's actually very hip and. Yeah and cool clearly very hip all right dan (laughs) yeah um i have another covid story it's all gets covid all the time isn't it that's Uh, all we get 
That's well, because, all that exists. Because religious people are having such a wonderful reaction to it. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, how can you true. ignore it? Like, like yeah. it's it's just so much fun. And their their reaction is to endanger all of us. Yeah. Well, uh, this is the story of a little hair salon in uh, Wisconsin. Um, oh. That you know, the state has a has an order in Wisconsin, um, sure. and non-essential businesses are, have been ordered closed um by the governor an emergency order and yeah. so places like hair salons barbershops um have uh been closed in order to prevent the spread of the disease of the virus right right and um s- but there's this one little um uh hair salon uh by the name of uh kingdom cuts Oh, uh, I like it. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know if you guys know that Wisconsin has a king, but <laughs> apparently, Kingdom Cuts. Uh, the owner uh, is suing the state, uh, saying that her uh, the 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 COVID nineteen shutdown violates her religious rights. Um, because oh, good. she has. The religious right to cut hair. She does, yeah. Or, or maybe having her cut your hair is a religious experience. Maybe Ooh. that could be that 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 would be quite the little tagline. But no, 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 no. She uh, says that she operates uh, her salon as a faith-based business. Right. Okay. Um, of course. <laughs> and- because if Hobby Lobby can sell you glue as a face. as a faith-based business then anything counts yeah and she says that uh that uh that it also that it serves as a ministry and she has Mm. references to scripture placed uh all around you know the the space (laughs) um and uh she says that her religion calls for quote gathering in his name during times of peril and crisis according to uh you know the the lawsuit um she it's and they say the lawyer says uh or the lawsuit says uh ms netzel that's her 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 name uh sincerely believes that she is to share her faith with others through her work at kingdom cuts and all i would have to say is uh well what kind of license does she operate with right show me like if 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 it's true that she's a ministry and her yeah. ministering is just cutting of hair. I, I guess so. But my, my guess is that she had to go through and get a license with the state. Uh, probably had to like go to some kind of cosmetology classes, pass a, yeah. uh, pass an exam of some kind because, because there is a health issue, right? There's a sanit- right. sanitation concern. Um, w- even when, when there in, isn't a pandemic, even when there is not third... a pan- pandemic, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, watch for some other uh, faith-based businesses popping up. Oh, they're gonna um, come out of the woodwork. Yeah, I, I I have a few that I listed right here. Um, faith photos. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's see. God's groceries. Yeah. Christian cakes. You know. Uh, yeah. All those, yeah. Well, you know, I uh, I actually have a story about a faith based business that uh, that I wanted to close out with, which is, uh, you know, weddings are are a a tricky business when you're 
when when you're a believer uh because you know there's gays always trying to get married and stuff <laughs> yeah they're just trying to ruin the world is what they are yeah it's our goal well there was a dust up recently uh in the south uh this is in uh mississippi and the town is called uh boonville mississippi oh beautiful boonville oh yeah and apparently uh, a young couple wanted to get married and uh they contacted a uh, an event space called Boone's Camp Event Hall which you guys come on don't go to anywhere that has the word camp in it anyway uh they wanted to get so so they contacted them they booked a night and then they were uh, or they booked a day to come and and visit the 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 space to see if that's where they wanted to be and then they got an email saying i'm sorry uh, we won't be doing your wedding. Oh no! Uh, and they went to confront, or, or I think the sister of the groom went to confront uh, the owners to say, "Hey, why won't you be doing this wedding?" Uh, and she, the response was, uh, "We don't do. First of all, we don't do gay weddings or mixed race because of our Christian race. I mean, our Christian beliefs." <laughs> And it turns out that this couple was a was a one white uh, fella and a black li- or no the other way I think it was a black fella and a white lady and they wanted to get married and oh. they didn't do mixed race things well whoa uh, they videotaped this woman saying this literally outright to these people which the thing is in the south they're used to racism but that level that is overt even for the south Jesus like, Christ. We don't do mixed race weddings because of our Christian faith. So even in the South, that made waves. And when and Jesus when that Christ. story took off, uh people the you know, the shit kind of hit the fan for poor little Boone's Camp, whatever it's called. Boonesville. Uh Bo- Boone's Camp Event Hall oh, oh, in that, Boonesville. Yeah. Oh, okay. And oh. uh and they, you know, they had they had to take down their Facebook page because people were hollering at them and oh all this God. stuff. And apparently they put their Facebook page back up. And here's what's really interesting. On it was an apology. And the woman said that her husband had called her out and asked her to point out in the Bible where it says, where it talks about anything concerning mixed race marriages being wrong. And apparently she said she studied for a minute and, quote, I stu- she said, quote, I studied for a minute and began to think about the history of my learning this and where it came from. Hmm. She said uh, eventually she decided that she couldn't find anything in the Bible that actually said you can't mix races. And she said, I have, quote, she said, quote, I have for many years stood firm on my Christian faith, not knowing that biracial relationships were never mentioned in the Bible. <laughs> this story has taken a turn, Dan, that I was not I expecting. I know. I know. I w- Somebody learned I a to... lesson? Somebody grew? This is yeah, not well, our beat, Dan. <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> this calm is down. not what we pay attention to in the world. Because uh, that Facebook page was then, again, fairly immediately <laughs> taken down. Oh, she found the verse in the Bible. <laughs> right she found it she found it. She, it it's actually about mixing uh uh linen and cotton or or different 
but different you know what uh, he fibers. really means. But you, you, you know what God all the really Bible is means. about in the correct interpretation. <laughs> no, I wanted to talk about it because the you know the big news that came out was you know look at this racist bitch. But I think that it's kind of amazing that someone was like, oh, what if it's just <laughs> my racist culture that believes that shit and not the stupid book that I love? Oh, so <laughs> so she's still racist, but she doesn't. She realized she doesn't have a religious exemption. Is that really well, what came out of this? Maybe. <laughs> here's the thing. I, you know that it's moments like that where maybe maybe somebody might have had a small epiphany that 10 years from now will make that person less racist hmm. or a year and a half maybe. who knows it's possible i uh, i just, so i wanted to end on a on a on on a hopeful note well you know dan and then oh. and then we'll talk about more stuff yeah. like this later on in the show yeah. and feel less hopeful so yeah. that's no it's that's all good, good. I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because you know i mean that is the reason why i was not allowed to watch the Jeffersons as a child. <laughs> it's because there was there were their neighbors, right? That couple who <laughs> there was like the white guy with the black wife, right? Yes. And my mom wouldn't yes. she hated that show. And it was oh because of the interracial couple. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. That is delightful. <laughs> oh. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you have any delightful, horrible stories of racism in your family, please feel free to send them to us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, let us know what shows you weren't allowed to watch as a kid. Uh, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGI Atheist, and click the like button. And we need likes. <laughs> and while you're there, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It is a closed group, but we will let you in. Also, find us on Twitter at TGI Atheist. And there's more to come. Hey, Dan. Hey. Uh, here are two voices that we haven't uh, uh, heard in a while. Um, oh, these guys. And we're, we're they gonna are <laughs> precious. We're going to be mainly hearing from um, Chris McDonald. Um, and then yeah. we have a little bit of Mark Taylor uh, chiming in. Prophet Mark Taylor, I guess I should say. A firefighter prophet Mark <laughs> Taylor. Uh, and just all around doofus. Uh, Some of our go-tos are, we should mention, uh, are out of commission right now. I, I, oh, old Jim Baker had a had himself, I think, a stroke or something. So oh. you know, our our hearts and prayers are with him. <laughs> a lot uh, of good that'll heart. do him. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, but but at least we have uh, McDonald and Taylor to step in <laughs> with uh, with the crazy. Yeah. And so they they never disappoint. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, let's see. What do we have to do to set this up? Um, Ahmed, this is the Ahmed um, Arbery killing yeah. is what they're talking about. Um, and, and they... And they and oh, God. Believe me, when there is a, a, a very obviously racially motivated straight-up murder in the world, 
these guys are going to have the real scoop on what on what it's all about and they and yeah so <laughs> let's hear the truth yeah you know i've been very disturbed i was on ron edwards our mutual friend ron edwards show friday yeah. and uh we got to talking about this terrible situation in my home state of georgia this uh uh, young man that got shot uh, by two white men. And uh, Ron predicted on his show, <clears throat> he literally predicted it, and I knew it was going to happen over the weekend, and it did. He said, Chris, he said, going to turn it into a race thing, and they're going to turn this into a Trump-bashing, racially-charged event. They're trying to distract. I look at this almost like sure. you call it a red flag, false flag. It's like it's it's like it didn't. It's not that it didn't happen, but it was a distraction to get our attention off of what you have just been talking change about for the last thirty thirty minutes. They're trying to change the narrative. Change the narrative, and the and the mayor of Atlanta comes out and says that Trump's rhetoric is what led to this. And then you've got MSNBC and uh, everybody. You got this rapper literally that uh, calls the you know that the black people need to arm themselves from the vanilla ISIS. And folks, the vanilla ISIS they're talking about are you out there that are white? Okay, and I'm not making this into a racial thing. This is a justice thing to me, Mark. If the investigation by the Department of Justice determines that these two men acted recklessly and they killed that boy, they need to be held to the account of the law, number one. Number two, if the DOJ is going to put this as a hate crime, then they need to go back, they need to go back, and they need to look at every single time that this has been in reverse when you've had black people shooting white people, and let's look about seeing that being a hate crime too. Because every time something like this happens, that's what the left wants to do. They want to call it a hate crime. And folks, people in Chicago, can I just tell you folks in Chicago, you got black people shooting black people every weekend, folks. You got black people shooting white people every day. And white people shoot black people. It's not a matter of skin. It's a matter of sin. It's murder. It don't matter what color your skin is. And you need to pay according to the law. Your skin color does not matter. You know why it don't matter? Because when that lady of justice, when they put that statue up and they built that lady of justice, she's got something on her face called a blindfold. She's blind. She don't care whether you're red, white, Yellow, brown, green, in between, and everything under the sun. That law works the same. It should work the same no matter what. Don't let them do this to our nation tonight, folks. It's a farce. It's a false flag. And they're using it to destroy one Donald John Trump. And you cannot let them do that. What say you, buddy? They're they're trying to start a civil war in this country, a race war, civil wars. They're, They're trying to spark anything that they can right now to uh, start riots or this yes. and the other to, to literally stop the election uh, in November. And we just cannot fall for it right now. Okay. Uh, there's, a, there's a bit to talk about there, but the first thing that I want to just make sure everybody really knows and understands, um, uh-huh. no, we desperately want that election. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I don't think that it's the liberals <laughs> that are trying to stop the election in this country. <laughs> we, uh, we're going to hopefully be enjoying that election. So, oh my God. Fingers well, we crossed. need it anyway. One way or the other, like, we're definitely not the ones who are trying to prevent that thing from happening. Yeah. Oh, I love these guys use the term false flag with the knee jerk uh, quickness of. <laughs> of an electrified frog they are quick about it false flag i don't like 
What do you wow. mean you're out? You, you got you're you can't tell me you're out of chocolate cake. False flag. <laughs> Netflix well, is down. False flag. <laughs> Can I and, also just say that I think that the the uh, they 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 quoted somebody as talking about vanilla ISIS, and I think that's super clever. That, I I'm love just vanilla say, ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the best thing I've heard. <laughs> in a long time um and also like they kind of start the whole thing off with like yeah that 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 prophet friend of ours right who, yeah who made the mad mad crazy prediction that like two <laughs> white guys killing a black guy just uh, driving up and straight <laughs> fucking killing the, a guy the, the, this was going to be t quote turned into a race thing <laughs> yeah this is gonna be they're gonna make this about race you watch i'll bet they try it it's like i'll bet somehow they they take these two guys white dudes who kill a black guy for no apparent reason they're gonna try and make that about race those <laughs> bastards oh let's see what were some of the other things i i wrote down Ugh. um oh um quite frankly uh i th i'm pretty sure and this is going to get me into some trouble, but um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that if you say the color yellow, yellow, um, <laughs> you you are a racist. Like like there's just an unbelievably good chance that you are a racist. Like that's all I need. I, that's all I need to hear. The you Venn diagram yeah. of people who say yellow, yeah, and people who are racist is yeah. mostly a circle. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and you're did, in trouble. Did I'm, you? I'm. I'm, I'm yeah did, did 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 you hear it dan did you hear him actually say killed that boy oh yeah he's yeah. what he said was uh the, the if those two boy if those two guys acted recklessly and killed that boy yeah um a yes you're right to point out that he said boy yeah uh which was very clearly a uh, a race thing yeah. and then b i don't think that murder is a reckless move. I don't think that that's recklessness when you get into your truck with your guns and chase down a dude yeah. and then just kill him. Yeah. That doesn't seem like it's it's recklessness. Yeah. That's not the problem. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, hey, we had some folks write into us. Uh listeners, our dear listeners, uh have written to us and and we shall now respond to them. Graham wrote in to say Hi, Frank and Dan. I was listening to your story about the call to prayer in Minneapolis. Uh, this is oh, yeah. the, uh, the the Muslims of Minneapolis broadcasting a call to prayer out over the uh, attempting to sleep neighborhoods of, <laughs> of their town. Yeah. Uh, and heard you musing, Graham goes on, about whether it was broadcast year-round in Muslim-majority countries. Well, having spent three years living and working in Doha, Qatar, uh, as well as traveling extensively in the region while I was there, I can tell you that the Adan is indeed broadcast five times daily throughout the year, not just during Ramadan. <laughs> Qatar is uh, extremely conservative and has a lot of oil money lying around, so the government and prominent families build mosques in every neighborhood. My apartment was within a block of no less than three mosques. And when prayer times hit, the various calls competed discordantly for worshippers' attention. Oh, Not yeah. only that, 
On Fridays, many of these neighborhood mosques broadcast not only the call to prayer, but the entire sermon over their loudspeakers. Wow. One of my colleagues was unfortunate enough to have windows facing the minaret of the mosque next to her building. Oh, God. That mosque was known for having a real fire and brimstone imam, so her Friday mornings involved a lot of very angry Arabic yelling being broadcast (laughs) into her bedroom. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh wow! Sounds Graham. awful. <laughs> sounds absolutely awful. It sounds it sounds like if the Mormons decided to do that because we got a church on every street corner here in, mm. in Salt Lake City, and if if they decided to start broadcasting something, we'd be yeah. Uh, this would turn into a hell pretty darn quick. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Oh, you got one Fortune. pretty close, don't you? Oh yeah, yeah. I got one just uh just half a block away yeah something like that i had to to think about where ours our closest one is it's it's decently close yeah 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 uh sue writes into us hi uh i just started listening to your podcast i'm an atheist but like most hispanics i was raised catholic like a hardcore catholic i did bible school first confirmation church every sunday and holidays anyway I hear you guys drop the phrases Jesus Christ or Oh God, etc. Does anyone ever give you shit about using those phrases and being atheists? Or do you do it on purpose? I know that I use them a lot and I find them very hard. I find it very hard not to use those phrases when having regular conversations or responding to stuff. Yeah. It's a very hard habit to break. And then when people find out that I'm an atheist, I totally get shit for it. Uh, and she's, she says, uh, when I say Jesus Christ too much around my mom, her go-to response is, what does Jesus have to do with it? My response is always, according to you people, doesn't he have to do with, doesn't everything have to do with him? <laughs> anyway, thanks, Sue. Uh, we've talked about Ugh. it a little bit before. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they're, these are just the curse words we have in the language, right? Like, yeah. and so I have no problem saying jesus christ or whatever like and and i it doesn't there's no i i'm not thinking about the guy i'm not thinking about the religious implications like no it's just a it's just two words right and let me tell you something when when the most bible believing christian hits his thumb with a hammer and yells jesus christ or starts dancing around going oh god oh god oh god He's not thinking about Jesus either. <laughs> right. Like, none of us are. That is not a, it, it's no longer a religious thing. That is a cultural thing yeah. now. Yeah. But so, uh, what, what I, do, I like, I, yeah. I use it extra. Well, and, and, and here's the deal I don't want to sound like a Mormon. And that's what I would have <laughs> to sound like. Right. Like, oh, fudge. Right. Know? Flip. Oh, darn. <laughs> Gosh, dang it. Oh, mother scratcher. I like the Mormons that say mother father. That's pretty funny. Yeah. That's cute. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely use it all of the time and uh and and sometimes I over exaggerate it just because I think that's funny. Yeah. Uh Frank and Dan, I love you guys. I love this is uh from Elliot, who apparently has become has just become aware of uh the trip that I was referring to that we took seven years ago through the South. Oh yeah. Uh, Frank and Dan, I love that you guys road tripped through the very religious American South. I think your next trip should be to a bookend that spotlights some of the least religious places. Scandinavia? Could be too expensive. Maybe Vermont and New Hampshire or Portland and Seattle. 
Think about it. Hmm. Well, remember when you were allowed to travel, Frank? <laughs> I know. Remember that? Those heady days of yore <sighs> when you could just freely move about the world? A fading memory. Oh, gosh. Yeah, and we're travelers, you and I. Yeah, we like to travel. I know. It's kind of important to me. Pletch. And yet, someday, someday we'll be allowed to travel again. And then I would love to go to some of those places. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great to go to Sweden or, and to go, to go to Scandinavia, maybe Norway or Finland or something? I would love it. It would be wonderful. Yeah. I'd love, I'd love right. to go see that part of the world. Um, but as you say, it's going to be a while. It's going to be a hot minute. You, you're, more, uh, you're even more pessimistic about when that minute will come than I am. Well, I think that um, it will become available to us sooner than is prudent well right? yes. like i, I I'm, I'm not i'm not too skeptical like i i don't think that like the the world granting us the right to to go be you know big risk takers and endanger our fellow human beings i think that's going to happen fairly soon <laughs> yeah right like i mean yeah, the and, question and is when soon, are we allowed like sometime to maybe go. this year maybe other countries won't be letting us in but like we're gonna be people are gonna be freely moving around this country um in mass numbers yeah. sometime soon unless there's a ma major flare-up um otherwise yeah i'm i'm probably not going to be comfortable traveling for for a while yeah me too. A real me while. Too. And, it, when, and it makes me really sad. Regardless of who will be there when we get there. Yeah, it makes me really sad. Um, because Australia was obviously something I was really looking forward to. And yeah. uh, and then there's a friend's 40th in Sardinia next year. Aww. And that's probably, I can only, that's probably going to ha not happen, right? So, totally. Um, yeah, totally I had sucks. a big I had a big Machu Picchu thing coming up. Yeah, I was gonna finally go to to that and uh, and stuff, and that's all. It's just all gone. Gone. There's no fun left in the world. It's all dead. Fun is gone. Anyway, uh, we have one more email. Oh yeah, this one I may or may you know it was it, I think it's from a, a person of great importance to us. Hmm. Uh, they write in. Uh, re regarding your discussion about early morning call to prayer in Minnesota. Am I missing something? With technology today, couldn't they create an app for their adherents to call in for prayers rather than blast it across the rooftops? Smart. Or hell, do it over Zoom so someone can hack in with some porn. <laughs> <laughs> that was from Davis, who I think may oh! well be our Lord and Savior. Oh, Davis! So, oh, uh, yeah, um... I mean, yeah, it's a good point. They probably have some times. some tradition thing, right? Yeah, I I feel like it. The thing in Minnesota they want the thing that they wanted in Minnesota was like, hey, let us do something that we think you know something that the whole world has to acknowledge or whatever. But yeah, come on, get with the times. Why? Where is the the call to prayer app that just? Or, you know, starts buzzing you in your own pocket to yeah. make you do your prayer. Or the cathedral bells, right? Right. Could just be an app on your phone. Yeah. Why do we all we have, have to, the technology? Why do to we not have to listen other to people to the to the charming bells ringing? Right. Yeah. I do find and also I do find church bells ringing to be. I love that sound. I don't. I, I, I do don't, too. I don't know I why do I love it so much, but I do. 
And I would actually, to be perfectly honest, if I were just visiting, uh, a, you know, a, a majority Muslim country, I think I would probably enjoy the call to prayer too. I think I would like it for a brief amount of time. And I think I would like it more if it wasn't at obnoxious hours of right. the morning. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah. Like if they were just more respectful about it. Do it at brunch more time neighborly and, and dinner. It. Like if a, if a if a mosque wanted to do it like three do the call publicly three times a day during like yeah. daylight hours, I wouldn't mind it at all. Even if no. they were my neighbor, I don't I I don't think I would mind that. But at the early morning one, no way. I've decided yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like it either. Yeah. Uh, hey, do we have some folks to thank? We do indeed, Dan. We have two new patrons on Patreon. Um, we have a new deacon by the name of Nolando. <laughs> I had to say it. there's an exclamation point. So I like it. Nolando, yeah, you did it right. Yeah, and then um, and then we have a new venerable. Oh, I'm Boy, I just went right to venerable. Uh, we have a new teacher, Dan. Okay. Uh, yeah, Dave. Is a, a, a new teacher, a new both of these are new holders oh. of the ironic priesthood. Um, I'm so proud of you too. Um, we'll, maybe it's more the ironic big... priesthood since it's on our yeah, show. Yeah, exactly. Um, but um, yeah, they uh, they went to Patreon uh, by first visiting our website, thankgodimatheist.com, and following the support tab. It will just take you straight to our our campaign, um, and uh, and then of yeah. course we have our top donor. Our Lord and Savior, Davis. Davis. Well, kids, uh, we so appreciate all of the support that we get. Uh, it has been amazing, and yeah. this has been—you know—it's it's a tough time, and we certainly don't blame anybody who can't afford to give right now. It's a prudent time to uh, to be uh, careful with one's money. So, mm -hmm. uh, those of you who do choose to give, we really, really appreciate. That's it. really great. Thank you, guys. Dan, hey, uh, what did you, what what do you want to talk about, Dan? Here's the thing. I, I heard you Here's... you have something you that's on your chest that you want to get off. What what, what is it? Yeah, <laughs> you've clearly forgotten the topic of this. No, I have it written down right here. I just can't read my. I'm just kidding. Um, here's the deal. Uh, what I was thinking about this week was the fact that uh, it's so hard to penetrate the mind of a believer. Uh, because so many of us think, oh, we figured it out. We're atheists. We've got all of these logical discussions or, or, or logical thoughts about why we've come to the point that we've come to mm -hmm. in terms of our belief systems or our lack of belief in a God or whatever, in terms of leaving a religion or never joining a religion. We got it all worked out. We got it figured out. We got all of the good arguments. We've read our Hitchens. We've read our Dawkins. We've read our Russell. We know what we're doing. Mm. We should be able to talk anybody out of God belief. Yeah. It should be easy because we have better, more rational arguments. And we can't. We fail at that constantly. Any matter of fact, I, I, I don't think I have ever tried to convert anybody. And every time I've had a discussion where, I've, where I'm like, oh, this person may be maybe they might 
be primed and ready to let go of their faith. Let's just chat with them and see what they think. It's never that. I can't, you can't penetrate it. And I've been thinking a lot about it. Mm. And I think that a big part of the issue is that for most human beings, their religion isn't about a set of beliefs. It is about an identity. And so when you ask them to question their belief system, you might as well be asking them to question whether or not they should actually have their left arm or something, because it is, you're asking them to question something that they perceive to be who they are, a, yeah. a, a function of who, of themselves as a person. Yeah. Well, I mean, let and, me, yeah. And that's, and now it's impossible. Like once that's the case, you're not like no good argument can talk you into into believing that you're somebody you're not. Yeah. No no logical argument can, you know, convince you that your hair color's wrong or your eye color is wrong. Or even I mean to them it's it's like you might as well be saying, "Look, let me give you all the logical reasons why you're the wrong height." Right. It like to them it's just it's just intrinsic to their personhood. Yeah. So I've been thinking about that in terms of, because listen, uh, well, people do this identi identification thing yeah. with more than just their religion. They identify with all of their groups. And when you're primed by a religion to hold on to these identifications, much more so than I think uh, we non-religious people do, uh -huh. uh, then suddenly that applies also to your politics and so it, it becomes this intractable thing of like you can't talk to like it's why religion and politics are grouped together in that thing of in that uh you know the old saw of you can't you shouldn't talk about religion or politics in you uh, know in, yeah. in mixed company or right. whatever it's because it's the same thing their political affiliations aren't just you know a set of of ideals that they espouse that can be talked that they can be talked out of with better reasoning. Well, I mean, it's who they are. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, in group sort of identities and whatnot, right? Like, yeah, and it, I I mean, to a certain extent, it it just as easily transfers over to somebody's sense of themselves being a a, Dem or a a Republican versus a Democrat, right? Right. Um, and and and, and it and, happens on our side too. I should be oh, clear. absolutely like, right. It's like our side as well. I mean, just recently you uh, registered as as a Republican, and I know that part of that was was registering as a as to a political party. Period for you. But, yeah, I, I've, I've, I have not been registered as either as any political party for, but, I think, my entire voting life. Right, but I, I do think that the, the, the way that it would have felt to register as a Democrat would have been a very different thing. And yes. so the, the, it's just, even though you know you don't agree with the Republicans, you're doing it to be sneaky, right? Um, I'm and, doing it to have an effect on, on my environment, to, right. to be part of the you're, the the political landscape it, of my in essence you state. are breaking a, a you're not really breaking a rule because you can affiliate and disaffiliate as you want with these parties but right. there is sort of a sense of like republicans vote in republican primaries and democrats vote in democratic primaries and right and you're you're walking over there and you're just doing it. but anyway um that's beside the point um 
it, it, these words have power and have meaning. And so like somebody who grows up Mormon, let's say, right? Because this is one that we can identify with easily. Yes. Um, you know, think about, you know, a, a Mormon housewife who's sort of deconverting from Mormonism, right? But how hard is it to like undo everything? It is everything. It is. Yeah. It is her whole identity, right? It's, it's it so is much easier. literally yeah. the, her haircut in a lot of ways, right? <laughs> yeah. It is though, totally. right? Because like you can spot the Mormon housewife, you know, at, at Costco versus right. the non-Mormon, right? And yeah, so like, you're not just, she wouldn't, you're not asking her to give up a belief. She can give up a belief. Right. But you're asking her to give up a belief and a culture and a heritage yeah. and, uh, and, and, uh, it's all lifestyle. tied into one. And she doesn't realize it's, the things that she can keep and not keep when, when, you know, when, when one starts to question their beliefs. Right. Right. Um, there's, I know, I mean, how many ex Mormons do you know who are, who maybe it's not like the same kind of pride that they take in their pioneer ancestry, but they'll still talk your ear off about it. Right. When you, oh, yeah. when you, when you ask, right. <laughs> so like, yeah. Now, now it's funny to them or now it's like, yeah. Oh, you should see how much my aunt cares about this yeah. thing that I, that they clearly still care about a lot. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're it, descended from Brigham Young. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, yeah, it's, it, it is interesting that, that um that these things can be so hard to break what what i kind of think about though with you bringing this up is sort of you know because like in the world of coronavirus right um, yeah. and the way that it's been politicized and it, um, there's now this marker of, uh, in public of like are you wearing a mask or are you not wearing a mask and you totally there's a, you could probably guess their political affiliation based on that. Right. Right. Um, and so now like even like something <laughs> as that should not be politicized, a public health issue. Right. Right. Yeah. And literally your politics have no bearing on whether or not this disease right. gets you. But then I saw this headline today that said Florida man skeptical of uh, coronavirus gets infected, comma, uh, change his mind. <laughs> right right and that but that's yeah. the thing i mean we saw it with boris johnson right in in the, right. the prime minister in, in 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 uk um the trump's whole reaction to coronavirus has been absolutely amazing to watch as it's like evolved and like <laughs> how he used it in order to continue to get attention and yet the whole time is like a denier at the same time on certain things yeah. and so like famously isn't wearing a mask and like this white house is not wearing masks and then all of a sudden a couple people in, in, in on the white house staff um get you know test positive and now right. everybody's like social distancing and they can't go anywhere near the president and and uh, and they're wear they have to wear masks, and there's all these rules in place. And it, I watched the, the, the clip from the press conference. This journalist brilliantly asks the question of who told them to wear masks, and so Donald <laughs> Trump has to say that it's him. He has right, to. He has to admit that it's that him. 
because Any, then right. somebody else would be in charge, right? Right. In his in his White House. And but the the question it was just I was just like that is like the best question because he had to answer and admit that he's taking it seriously, right? And even if it and isn't it's a him, real thing and it's a real threat, he has right. to admit that he knows that it's a real threat. And so anyway, right. um yeah, it's it's taking people actually either legitimately getting sick or a germaphobe being six feet from being sick, um, right? In order for people to change their mind on something that has been wrapped up in their identity, and that's the thing. I mean, it's you know, it's that lady that I talked about earlier in the show, the woman who, uh, you know, it didn't even occur to her that her racism wasn't biblically supported mm. until the entirety of the internet crashed down on her business yeah. and then she looked into it and then she sort of had a little baby epiphany about it yeah. but until that moment it did it would never have occurred to her yeah. to even question her own racism of it's biblically supported it's part of my identity i shouldn't have to question anything right and that's the thing about Americans is that they believe they shouldn't have to do any of this work. This isn't their, you know, how dare you tell me it's about my belief. So you don't get to tell me anything. I shouldn't have to even think about it. All right. So if I don't want to put on a mask, it's funny. You and I were talking in the, uh, the Frank and Dan diaries, which is a, a, a recording that only goes out to our patrons. That's so if you want to hear that extra content, you're going to have to become a patron. We were talking about the 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 idea of you had asked me like how do I feel when I'm wearing a mask in a you know in a store or a public place yeah. and I see somebody who isn't wearing a mask. And what I what I pointed out was I had a realization in just that situation where I looked at this guy and he looked at me and I'm wearing a mask and he's not and we that man and I had exactly the same moment, which was delighted superiority. It was, <laughs> fuck that idiot. And both of us thought exactly that thought at exactly the same time. Mm -hmm. Because we were both so sure of our position, and we were both so sure that the other guy was a dickhead for, for either wearing or not wearing the mask. And... Mm -hmm. I think that's, you know, until we can figure out a way around this this sort of us versus them, in-group versus out-group. Right. Uh, but sometimes, Dan, there is truth in yeah. the world. And he was the dick in that scenario. A hundred percent he truth. was the dick in that scenario. That is like, truth, right? That's a like, fact. Lest anybody think that there was some sort of, like, you know, equivalency oh, yeah. being drawn there. That no, man no, no. was the dick for being in public without a mask. Right. Period. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not two siding this thing. No, what I know. I'm saying I know. Is, I'm just saying he's a, he's every bit as convinced of my yes. dickness as I am convinced of his. Absolutely. And and that's to do with identity. That's to do with he belongs to the group that's right, and he. And in order for him to question that, in order for him to be willing to don a mask to protect other people from a virus he doesn't think he carries it would it would require him bending his brain not just around 
the idea that there actually is a virus and we know scientifically how to slow its uh mm -hmm. its its uh rampage no it's going to take him but getting also, sick right that it, yeah. it takes that complete absolute clobbering over the head to knock you out of this conviction right well and to knock that you is, out of and but the conviction is i'm a blank i belong to this mm -hmm, group yeah and my group isn't wearing masks we're the ones that don't wear masks right. and you're the ones who do wear masks and so telling him the stats on the transmission of the virus and the lethality of the virus and telling him you can tell him anything if this virus were twice as lethal you could tell him that and as long as belonging to his group is more important than the i than than the actual facts of the thing you're not getting a mask on the guy yeah yeah until like you say his own mother gets sick right. or he gets sick right. or someone dear to him gets sick and he sees something hor hor horrifying yeah and then maybe things change but maybe they don't because people are having funerals all over the country and they're hugging each other at the funeral <laughs> so i don't know half of the time uh, it doesn't even work no matter how hard you hit them with the hammer it's unreal so I don't know. You know are, there, are there psychologists out there? Write into us. <laughs> talk to us about how to def how to get past this intractable problem. Because frankly, I don't see it. I don't see yeah. how you get through to somebody. I I don't know how it works. Yeah, I I don't know if I don't know if these two things are equivalent or not. But I was recently thinking about at the end of World War II and how. And this was a little piece of, of, of like a detail concerning like the Holocaust and everything that I'd never, I'd never really appreciated sort of the significance of, which is okay. the, the American um, military would march like the local townspeople out to the hall, out, out to the, to the, to the concentration camp. Right. And, 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 force them to help clean up or whatever right tend to the okay. same, whatever it was or they would march the 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 german you know former former german military past concentration camps in order for them to see the reality right of what forced them to, wrought. to bear witness to, and and yeah exactly and i and and i always like took it as like um they it, it was important to like I don't know, just to like really pin it home somehow or whatever. But in mm. my mind, living through this moment in time and seeing people respond to coronavirus and see and just knowing sort of the political situation in, in this country and and, and yeah. the, the gun nuts in the Michigan state capitol and, and and people who have so completely blinded themselves to reality with a with a, like a complete fake reality right right that that in in some way isn't that where the german people were right and isn't yeah. isn't it going like what does it take to knock a people out of their false ideas about the world right like it does it takes something cataclysmic it takes something horrifying and i have no hope for humanity at the moment <laughs> because we don't have oh. that 
to march people past because after world war ii germany turns itself into this like like country that faces its history right and and mm. and 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 also moves on and 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 like you know what I mean? They turn themselves yeah. into Germany. They turn themselves into modern Germany, right? Right. And and that's that's a remarkable transition, right? Something that I would never expect the United States to do at this point. To 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 get <sighs> its its mainstream to face reality. And I don't know. Yeah, I'm a real pessimist I, I, about humanity at the moment. I I hear you. I, I feel like I'm not a pessimist, but I have deeply, deeply modified my optimism uh, over the last little, over, over, since, over the last few years. Uh, it's, I have it's changed. It's essentially pessimism rebranded, but. Um... No, no, no. It's, it's, it's still optimism, but it's more, it's, it's less about like the in, the intrinsic goodness of humanity and the uh and 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 how great humanity will be in in the near future and it's much more about how we incrementally in tiny tiny ways make little baby steps forward like oh, we I'm don't ever take the big <laughs> leaps <clears throat> but incrementally over time as the pendulum shifts back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, the fulcrum from which that pendulum swings inches ever slightly, slightly forward. And I still I, believe in that and I'm holding to I it. I used to <laughs> believe that. And I am now of a mindset that that is based on an ex my experience of, of up to this point of watching incremental uh progress in in this country and throughout the world right some places progressing more rapidly but then there's sure. but then there is the horror of modern day china right right sure a, a surveillance state that is is just tightening its grip and tightening its grip on on the chinese people and and committing atrocities on on Uyghur muslims and against the Falun Gong and right. committing atrocity. Nobody's paying any attention to Hong Kong right now. And China is taking the opportunity that everybody's distracted by coronavirus and they are stripping Hong Kong of any remaining civil rights. Like, and they're doing it. It is actively happening right now. And, and so like you say that the world sort of, that, that life just keeps getting incrementally better for humanity. And I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced that's a, a foregone conclusion. Anyway. Well, yeah, look, <laughs> atrocities continue. I, I think uh, that humanity just marches on and we are what we are. And we're sometimes great and we're sometimes horrible. And you just, you better just hope that you're a lucky one. And that you okay. live in a, in, a, in, a, in a place that's good right now. Because there's there's usually been good places and there's always been bad places absolutely i 100 percent agree with that <laughs> i am just going to i i'm going to end on an up note and then i'm going to hope that you shut the hell up and don't say anything afterwards okay. so that we can at least have a, a mild up note and that to me is uh that e that you know even 
on when I look at analyses by you know guys like Steven Pinker or whatever, we are in a uh, in a less violent time than the world has really ever known. Even though there's wild violence, even though there's still atrocities, uh, they're different and it's changing. And even though there's still just insane amounts of racism that's changing too uh it's just i don't know like the pendulum swings and we're in a weird and all of the pendulums are swinging and i think they get intertwined or whatever i'm still an optimist i still think things are getting uh incrementally better in terms of like how we do our laws and how we do our stuff but we're still the same dumb apes that happen to walk around with cell phones and uh and you know it's just never going to get we're we're not going to fix that. We have these biological problems uh, that are just built in. So humanity won't hu- humans won't get better, but humanity, I still believe, gets a little bit better. You can call me a, a fool if you want to. No, I I'm I'm really happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Uh, wow, what a place to end this thing. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, save us. Write into us. Tell us how we're wrong about humanity being pieces of shit. Or agree with us, but uh, but yeah, let us know what you think. Please write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, hey, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. Click the like button. And while you're there, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It is a closed group, but we will let you in. Also find us on Twitter at Atheist. Yeah, uh, speaking of all of those things, thanks so much to Mackenzie for her hard work on the Facebook page. Thanks to Danny and Amy for moderating the Members Only Lounge. And a big thanks goes out to the Red Rock Hot Club and to Gordon Johnston for the use of their music. And thanks to you, dear friends, for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Bye-bye.